0: Good morning everyone, this is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Wednesday, January 25th of 2023, and today we celebrate a very special feast. It's the conversion of St. Paul, apostle. Today's gospel is proper to the feast, and it's taken from Mark's gospel, chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, go into the whole world. And proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul. It's the only liturgical celebration of a conversion that we have in the calendar, and so it's worth considering first, our own conversions, and second, our prayers for the conversions of others. Again, since today's feast is the only one dedicated to a conversion in the whole liturgical year, it's worthwhile to consider the way that St. Paul viewed that event, and then try to apply that vision to our lives. Now, one thing that stands out is just how often St. Paul refers to it. For instance, in the book of Acts, the event of his conversion is recounted in its entirety three times, once in the third person and twice by Paul himself. And Paul makes reference to the event of his conversion in five of his letters, the letter to the Galatians, first and second Corinthians, Philippians, and first Timothy. In other words the event of his conversion was constantly present in Paul's mind. And he often uses it to recall God's mercy towards him. For instance, in the 1 Corinthians example, that's uh, chapter 15, verses 8-10, through 10, after recalling his conversion, he adds, I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But he he doesn't just leave it there. He adds, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me has not been ineffective. On the one hand, this reminds us of the spiritual exercises, in particular that meditation on our own sins. To recall our own sins keeps us humble. It reminds us not to trust in ourselves. As St. Philip Neri used to pray, Lord, beware of Philip. Today he might betray you. Lord, beware of Philip. Today he might betray you. On the other hand, though, we must also see our sins in light of God's mercy, a mercy that's pulled us out of those sins and called us to this life, the life as a Christian, as unfit as we might consider ourselves for it. And all of these are, of course, reasons to be thankful to God. Secondly, Paul's conversion gives us hope when we're praying for the conversion of others. Regarding this, uh, Fulton Sheen writes, I'm sure that many members of the church in those days must have prayed that God would send a good coronary thrombosis to Saul. It's like a heart attack, right? So the people are sitting there praying, like, please do something with Paul, namely, uh, to kill him. They must have said, Dear Lord, send us someone to answer Paul, to answer Saul. God heard their prayers. He sent someone to answer Saul. He sent Paul. Thus far, Fulton Sheen. That conversion from Saul to Paul, however, only came through grace, and in particular, the grace obtained through St. Stephen. On his sermon for the Feast of St. Stephen, St. Fulgentius of Ruspi comments that it was Stephen's love that paved the way and even paid the price for Paul's conversion. This is what he writes in that homily. He says, Love was Stephen's weapon by which he gained every battle. His love for his neighbor made him pray for those who were stoning him to save them from punishment. Strengthened by the power of his love, he overcame the raging cruelty of Saul and won his persecutor on earth as his companion in heaven. In his holy and tireless love, he longed to gain by prayer those he could not convert by admonition. Now at last, Paul rejoices with Stephen. Stephen went first, slain by the stones thrown by Paul. But Paul followed after, helped by the prayer of Stephen. This surely is the true life, a life in which Paul feels no shame because of Stephen's death, and Stephen delights in Paul's companionship. For love fills them both with joy. It was Stephen's love that prevailed over the cruelty of the mob, and it was Paul's love That covered the multitude of his sins. It was love that won both of them for the kingdom of heaven. Some beautiful words from St. Fulgentius. And this should give us hope as we continue to pray for the conversion of our family members, our friends, and even those who hate and persecute the church. Today, then, let's ask through the intercession of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, and St. Paul for the grace of gratitude at our own conversions and for perseverance in trusting in God, and that he works miracles, even the conversion of those who seem far away.